life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Casually Profound series, where conversations create deeper connections with others and yourself, where every interaction is an opportunity to laugh, think, and feel fully, where magical moments happen spontaneously and abundantly. This series has discussions that transcend the surface level of what people do or who they are in the outer world. It aims to normalize thinking. I hope for all those engaged in this discussion, including myself, the guest, and especially you, the active listener, we stop and ponder on the ultimate question, who am I really? All while enjoying every second of it, of course. And we're live. Welcome back to the Size Eyes podcast. This is the second episode of the Casually Profound series. Today I have Jaspreet Singh, also known as Jaspreet Travels, with me today out here in uh, Skinner Park in Chicago. So a lovely afternoon here visiting Chicago for the weekend. Um, so yeah, I'll just kind of open it up like I normally do. Uh, Jaspreet, welcome to the show. And then is there anything uh, that you're grateful for that in the last one, two days just generally? Yeah, thanks for having me up. I'm an avid listener and exciting to get in on the ground floor of the series with the guest on this confidential podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm grateful for a lot of things over the past few days, mostly for having the ability for a lot of my friends to come together to help celebrate my upcoming birthday, bringing together a lot of people I don't get to see often throughout the year. Especially, I might be biased, but excited to have you in Chicago to help celebrate my birthday after only <laughs> getting to see each other a couple times a year in person. So really thankful and grateful for that. For sure, yeah, likewise. I'm happy to spend some time up in Chicago, do some things um, with you that we haven't maybe done before. So um, uh, excited for that. Um, so yeah, we'll just get jump in. Uh, so I guess before we start the full conversation, uh, we'll just take a couple um uh, seconds here to uh, take a couple of deep breaths and close our eyes and imagine an amazing, insightful conversation that we're about to embark on, learning about each other, learning about ourselves in the process and feeling that amazing energy that we've just created, having this conversation. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I guess first question I want to ask Jaspreet is, who do other people think Jaspreet Singh is? Yeah, so there's a handful of ways people can approach this, just depending on how they know me. During the day, I work at a large airline managing uh, onboard products and flight entertainment, which is a really exciting space. Yeah. Uh, it kind of leans into a lot of my background where growing up, I've been a huge, what I can call an aviation geek or av geek for short, yeah. of someone who's just been really passionate about all things airlines, aviation, travel, and airplanes. And it's been something that I've always wanted to do ever since I was a little kid, and it's something that I've worked to achieve. Outside of work, a lot of people know me as hopefully someone that's fun, easy, conversational, and someone that champions those who don't necessarily have large voices in conversations. 
A way that I've done this is through recently publishing a children's book called Aya and Avi's Airplane Adventure. And the purpose of the book is to showcase traditionally underrepresented minorities such as Asian American, Latin American, Indian American, and African American and LGBT characters in a children's book and combining it with my passion of airplanes and aviation and blending the two worlds together. Uh -huh. And then on top of that, I also enjoy doing comedy in my free time, photography. You can follow my Instagram at, at Jasperate Travels and travel whenever I have the time to do so. For sure, no, that's, that's an awesome intro to yourself. Um, I guess, do you want to talk about, since you mentioned it, the, the book and any, uh, I, guess, I guess, what inspired you to write it? Yeah, so the book was something that I've always wanted to do ever since I was younger, where I always thought there needs to be more representation in kids' books, because growing up, I never saw anyone like myself. Right. represented in a kid's book, someone from like an Indian background, LGBT background, an airplane background. Mm -hmm. And instead of waiting for someone to go out and create something and write something about that, I just decided to go out and do it myself. And it was about a year-long process that was very challenging at first, but I sought the help of a lot of those around me who had a lot more experience in the topic than I did and was able to work through all of the challenges in the publishing process and self-published it back in March of this year. And it debuted as the number one new kids book release in the aviation and travel category on its debut day, which was a pretty exciting oh, wow. feat. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> as, uh, as we hear an airplane going above us, so perfect timing there. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. So I guess, how did you how did you get into aviation then since you are a self-proclaimed av geek? <laughs> yeah, so it's something that I always thought came pretty naturally to me. I would only travel about once a year growing up. None of my yeah. family really had any ties to aviation. Sure. But for me, I viewed aviation as sort of a way to escape challenging situations and something that opened up opportunities. Yeah. And so it was looking at aviation through that lens that got me really interested and engaged. I used to want to be a pilot growing up. I still want to get my private pilot's license at some point. Okay. But I still, that wasn't the path for me just due to like the schedule, cost of training, and uh, resources that I had at the time when I was going through school. So I went the business route and ultimately found that to be pretty interesting, pretty exciting. It's a very challenging industry right. where it's never the same day every day. So it's something that keeps me on my feet, gained a lot of new skills. And most importantly, probably my favorite part of working in the airline industry is the people. It's a level of passion that I haven't seen in many other industries. And it's something that unites people and brings them together for those who work within the airline and aviation industry. It's just a common bond for the shared experience, travel, different cultures, airplanes, and all of the elements that make it a really fun place to work. Gotcha, yeah. I guess, I guess honing in on some of those experiences that you've shared with people in the industry. I guess, can you touch on that? Like what specific things may have kind of, um, uh, I guess, molded you into how you may think or how you, uh, I guess, look at the industry as, as a whole? Yeah, one of the fun perks that we get within the airline industry is standby travel perks. Right. So what that allows us to do is if there's an open seat on any airplane, we can get on it. And the challenging part that comes with that is you can't really plan out where you want to go. And that's something that forced me to think really innovatively, completely change plans at the last minute. Whereas Sai has traveled with me many <laughs> times and knows 
the journey of we plan an entire trip to one city and then we show up to the airport and we're suddenly going to a completely different city on the other side of the world. And it's that level of flexibility and adaptation that I've been able to bring into my uh, professional and personal life beyond just travel to help me excel in areas like writing the kids book, personal relationships, dealing with stakeholders at work, <laughs> and thinking about life just through the lens, as I like to do it, of aviation and airplanes. Gotcha. Have you, I think something that you mentioned when writing the book that you, at growing up, you didn't see other people or other types of books that had representation that you mentioned, right? Um, and you wanted to create something yourself to do that. Have you kind of taken that mentality into other aspects uh, other than, you know, the outlet of that book? Yeah, I think it's definitely been true when taking charge of my personal life and uh -huh. looking at things that I've wanted to overcome and challenge. A lot of it was like when I first moved to Chicago, I struggled with making a solid friend group. And uh -huh. one of the things that came out of that and sort of a lesson that I took from aviation and writing the kids book and applying it to my personal life was challenging myself to get out of my comfort zone. One of the interesting ways I did that was through joining a gay volleyball team league here in Chicago. Okay. And I found a team that was filled with mostly Indian uh, LGBT folks called Serving Chai, and it was <laughs> a really fun introduction to be able to make friends and network throughout Chicago and get me out of my comfort zone of, first of all, doing sports. I do not do sports. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't have to agree with that one so fast. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, sports and then just getting out of my normal day-to-day -day routines and getting to meet folks with different perspectives. That's also been a really exciting part of my journey in Chicago is I've started recently been going out to networking events, social events, and different types of events with a lot of folks with the different perspectives of every like race, ethnicity, nationality, gender, like every end of the spectrum on like the LGBTQIA spectrum. Yeah. And it's really challenged me to open up beyond my traditional mindset and look at things with new perspectives and understand that everyone has a different point of view in a really more holistic way. For sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, spilling some juice. Some, yep. Some blooper reel here. <laughs> yep, spilling tea. It's usually spilling tea, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. juice. It's juice today. Um, so I guess, since you mentioned you wanted to go outside your comfort zone, especially after moving to Chicago and expanding that friend group, I guess in your I guess past in terms of I guess what I'm trying to say is are there any experiences that you had that put you in that comfort zone that you were trying to break out of like through your I guess growing up adolescence or um, uh, I mean high school college etc that kind of had, you know, I guess that wanted you to you know, yeah. shift out of? I think for me, I've primarily been independent most of my life. Like, my dad passed away when I was in high school. Yeah. Had to work and put myself through school, paid for my own college, got all of my own work experience on my own, and through the help of some really great mentors. So I think for me, it was kind of adapting to learn from just depending on myself to do absolutely everything the trusting yeah. a larger group and having faith in a larger number of folks, which with my background and upbringing, 
was something that I struggled with a lot because I had a natural distrust of people would always usually see the worst in people mm. just due to a lot of the things that happened while I was growing up sure but now that I've been able to open up a little bit more change my perspectives things have been going pretty great I've made some really amazing friends in Chicago gotten to meet some really amazing people with really different perspectives yeah nice I guess how have you I guess since I know you personally, you've, I think, moved up to Chicago 2015? Yep. Yeah, so um, obviously that was one experience up until COVID. So I was wondering how COVID impacted of you, uh, your ability to go outside your comfort zone and interact with friends and whatnot. Yeah, I think in a weird way, it made me challenge a lot of traditional mindsets that I had where I re-examine things like how I manage and prioritize work-life balance, fitness, well-being, and relationships with friends. Like, one of the things that's helped me a lot through COVID is one of my really close friends and I set up a weekly conversation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's us, by the way. Yep. <laughs> and so I feel like I got to know my friend, like, even though I've known this kid for 11 years, which is longer than 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, through setting up weekly chats I feel like we got to know each other a little bit more and which is something that I found very valuable because not to stroke your ego or anything but I feel like you do a really good job especially lately of opening up and encouraging those around you to open up to just understand more without any real agenda and that's something you don't really see too often these days so I think it's been then being able to create more relationships like that with more folks and our conversations together have inspired me to have similar relationships with other folks uh-huh and beyond that it's prioritizing like mental health and well-being and determining like what actions would have the greatest impact on the goals that i want at the end of the day yeah makes sense D- do you know what plane that is yep a uh, united triple seven <laughs> <laughs> there you go yep. you know, it's power high up able to identify from the ground here so talking to a true ab geek (laughs) (laughs) yep you can never talk to me without me getting distracted (laughs) by playing nice um i guess in terms of work-life balance how has that your perspective on that shifted over time you know since you started working and how, how do you see it now yeah when i first joined the workforce i was one of those that kind of like looked at hustle culture as being something that was idealistic where like working all around the clock was something that was desirable not necessarily because my organization had me do it but it was just through like social media you would see all like the posts that would romanticize it yeah and I thought that was something to be achieved throughout COVID I realized personal happiness and mental health and well-being is a little bit more important so reprioritizing what areas of focus I put my time and effort into, noting that I still do my job and work to the best of my abilities, put in all of my effort there when I have to, but then understanding when it's time to disconnect so that way during the workday I can perform at my best without being mentally drained and then outside of work still have a personality, a life, and be able to achieve personal goals that I want. Right, so... So then how do you, so what are some examples of activities and things you do or things you think about, et cetera, that help you gain that, that balance or to help you disconnect, as you said? Yeah, a lot of the things I recently started picking up inside has been a benefit of this one is cooking. So <laughs> yeah. I've like 
looked at cooking. Traditionally, I would never consider myself a good cook, and I'd just make a bunch of frozen meals. But during COVID, I would call myself a pretty decent chef, and I like to look at cooking through a different lens of instead of just making individual recipes, doing a lot of cultural fusion recipes, like bringing together flavors one wouldn't expect. Like when I make ice cream, I like making like cardamom and rose ice cream versus like a traditional vanilla or finding new takes on different dishes. Like Indian inspired, like curry pizza dough when I make pizzas and certain things like that. So that's been pretty helpful as well as reprioritizing fitness. One of the crazier things I got into was I started doing bar fitness classes, Uh which is like a combination between like Pilates, ballet and yoga. And it is very, very hard. <laughs> so yeah. I did that for a little bit of time. Need to get back into it, but it's been reprioritizing fitness and looking at areas like that to see where I can benefit from. Gotcha. So I guess how do you incorporate these into your daily schedule? Or I guess what, what does a day in the life of Jasper kind of look like yeah, these days? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing that has helped me has been just staying on top of my schedule more. Yeah. creating more of a daily planner, understanding what my main goals throughout the day, noting that if I don't achieve it, I won't beat myself up over it. But at least starting the day with at least an intention of what I want to achieve throughout the day, whether it's at work, something personal or a personal goal. Instead of uh, previously, I felt like I would take every day, day by day, and kind of just assign priorities to things as they would come along. So I think it's taking a more strategic view and prioritizing what I do throughout the day. Right. And over the long term, trying to figure out or looking at the benefits that come through the long term to sure. through strategic planning and better organization. Noting I don't get it perfect every day or every week, but yeah. still on a better track than I was before. Yeah. So how do you then set that intention, like you were saying, for that day personally or professionally? What are some things that help you set that intention? Yeah, I think it's always trying to frame things in a positive mindset instead of just automatically jumping to the negative trying Uh to look at positives or looking at what a long-term desired outcome would be like instead of like I want to go to the gym today like and just making it like the one day thing like I want to be the type of person who is fit and runs every day or like climbs the stairs every day or something like that right so I guess what you're saying is um because there's it's almost building it into your identity. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good summary. Right, because there's because there's that concept of um, there's like the process or it's like the outcome goals, like the process goals, right? Like I want to work out every day, but then like I am a person who works out. If you say that, or like I am an app geek, right? You're gonna be doing stuff that's already aligned with whatever you describe yourself as, right? So I think this. Is, I think I think how you're approaching it is like is perfect. Yeah, right. always um, good to get that confirmation from the master himself. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess on those kind of days that you may not achieve everything that you wanted to, or everything that you will set your intention for, it didn't align maybe how you had intended. I guess what's your mindset at the end of the day or the beginning of the next day for? like rebound or to make it uh, to help you achieve what you want the next day or the next days. Yeah, that's something where it's definitely easier said than done, but it's taking things 
not in isolation and looking at larger pictures to see if there's like a general trend where like for example if one day I didn't achieve a certain fitness goal and that would happen multiple days in a row I could then look at just other areas of my life and be like is something else influencing my inability to do this and is there any patterns or behaviors I need to work on changing and another thing has been surrounding myself with a solid group of people that will challenge me even if or someone who essentially isn't a yes fan to everything that I say yeah finding people who will challenge me mentally physically and challenge myself to be a better version of myself rather than just agreeing with everything that I say. Although I feel some, I do need that at some point, <laughs> but that is yeah. mostly an ego thing. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. No, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, do, do you do something similar on other time scales other than just on a daily basis to help you set intention for, you know? Yeah, I think that's something that I need to get better on. Uh-huh. Usually I, do something on a yearly basis where every year I kind of set a stretch goal for myself okay and like some recent examples was one year it was running a half marathon one year it was doing improv yeah another year it was stand-up and then this year it was doing a book uh-huh. where I think of goals on like a yearly basis of just finding some weird thing that's out of my comfort zone where it's something someone would never expect me to do and then just trying to do it yeah and so it's I tend to think of things like that on a yearly basis but I don't do a good job of breaking that down into smaller timescales but that's something that I can definitely work on mm. right that makes sense I, I know I guess switching topics a little bit I know or I guess are there any pieces of content or books or videos or you know, social media things that you see that help you set that intention for you know the day or the year or anything in between or just help with your mindset in general yeah that's a really good question there's a handful of books one that i'm reading right now that i currently love is atomic habits okay yeah where it talks about just how you frame habits there's nothing really groundbreaking in the book but it gives you basically a good framework for how to think about daily activities and how to prioritize versus deprioritize different items, as well as on social media, like uh, making sure that I follow right accounts that represent what I value. Uh So essentially unfollowing like all of the thirst trap accounts, (laughs) uh, following like more things that are content that I relate to, but also things that are outside of my traditional views as well. So I'm getting exposed to all areas without basically having it be like a mental drain or something that is an escape that can go on for hours and hours for sure yeah because i mean obviously it's i think a very prevalent topic and issue among many people like regardless of age but i think definitely more as the younger you go it's more of an impact on how social media can impact their mindset and mental health etc right um i guess shifting forward here are there any Uh, Is there anything on the horizon that you think you might set for yourself in terms of goals for the year, um, in terms of how to break, continue breaking out of your comfort zones? Yeah, I think for me, a big area I want to focus on is just getting more into fitness and getting more in shape. Sure. And that's something I've had ups and downs where like I've lost 100 pounds, regained a portion of it back lost it, regained a portion of it back again. Uh-huh. So just re-examining that relationship and identifying root causes and 
making sure that I can continue to be a little bit better every day when it comes to fitness and not falling back into old habits. So that's an area that I definitely want to prioritize more going forward and something that I've been doing a pretty good job of lately, as well as just continuing to be better about relationships, following up with people and challenging ideas and perspectives and not getting too comfortable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that makes 100% sense. Like, the more we can push outside our comfort zone, like, the more we learn, right? Um, I guess, have there been any, to help change that mentality or how you approach things? Because that definitely, obviously, having known you for 10, 11 years, there have been a lot of, there's been a lot of growth on the macro scale and then obviously on the micro scale as well. Have there been any inflection points um, throughout your life that have kind of supercharged that level of like mindset change? Yeah, I would say the big thing for me was when I first came out about three years ago. Uh Just, it was something where I was hiding my true identity and who I was for everyone else around me for basically my entire life. And so coming out of that, I never really felt like I had my own personality. It was something where everyone thought I was like really quiet and really shy and just kept to myself. But it was really, I was just hiding everything from everyone around me because I didn't want to get like made fun of by a lot of my peers, get kicked out of friend groups, getting kicked out of family. And unfortunately, a lot of that did end up happening, but it was something that I was able to power through and really just have a solid support group which took a while to do and build myself up mentally and use a lot of like the independent skills that I had growing up to be able to push myself through a lot of those challenges those a lot of those things still are challenges today but I feel like I have the right group to help me through those challenges for sure how do you think that I guess not being able to be your true self for I guess the majority of your life right up until now how do you think that maybe impacted other areas of your life and how is I guess coming out since you know for three years plus now how has that kind of uh, shaped other areas of your life as well like the cause and effect there yeah so growing I feel like there's definitely a lot of areas where I can look on it having a negative impact on my life growing up like I never really felt like I belonged in any space Never growing up, never really felt like I had a true friends group that I was actually super close to and always had to like watch what I say, which led to like a lot of anxiety, depression Mm. and a lot of that type of things. And it caused sort of my unhealthy relationship with food and eating, which caused a lot of my weight gains and losses over the years. And so it was things like that. And then just those things definitely had an impact growing up looking back. But then one positive that I think it has was I essentially became so hyper-focused in work and getting out of Kansas City and getting out of like my hometown, which was pretty small-minded back then, uh-huh. and just using work as a means of escape. And so pretty early on, I had a really impressive resume for someone my age when I was in college. Yeah, definitely. And I was able to get very competitive internships that ultimately helped me land my current job, which is my dream job. at a really young age so without a lot of the experiences that I had growing up focusing a lot of myself on professional growth at sort of the detriment of a lot of personal growth 
it helped me succeed professionally, which has led to some really cool opportunities. Like I've been able to travel the world. I've been able to do really, really cool projects that impact millions of people on a yearly basis. Yeah. But it's sort of the expense of personal growth, which is something that I've been focusing on, especially for the last three years. And that's, I feel like I'm starting to come out of my shell and it's been kind of interesting because I've had a lot of people say to me like, oh, I didn't realize you were so loud and obnoxious before. <laughs> and I'm like, because a lot of people thought I was just like the normal quiet one. But then like the first time one of my friends told me to like, shut up, you're being too loud and wild. I'm like, oh, he came back to me later and was like, yeah, I never thought you'd be the one I'd have yeah. to tell that to. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, that's crazy to see the... Um I mean, that's probably one of the biggest moments of your life, like just like coming out, right? And so it's, um, I guess, have there been any other moments since then that have helped you, I guess, grow along that trajectory of, of really focusing on self-growth, self-development, et cetera? Yeah, I think it's just having the right friend group. Like, I feel like you've definitely been someone who's been there for me through the ups and downs of it all. And especially you're starting to see more of the upside now that I have a solid friend Whoa, group. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going out in Chicago and seeing the town yeah. and seeing like different perspectives. And so there was definitely a lot of downside, but I think through those challenges, I was able to grow a lot more, become more resilient and sort of identify and have opportunities now that are starting to open up that I feel like a lot of folks traditionally had when they were younger because they could be more of themselves. But I feel like now I'm starting to get those opportunities and starting to get that growth, which is definitely something that has been pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there, well, so you mentioned the job that you have right now is, is your dream job or what you've uh, said is your dream job. Um, and so I guess, how do you, so if you, have your dream job already at such a young age you know how, how do you see yourself growing kind of professionally then yeah i think it's identifying just other skill sets in the area of the business that i really enjoy yeah which is where i currently am in and just finding opportunities for growth through additional workload additional tasks and finding new ways to do it and the fun thing about the airline industry is no two days are ever the same so there's no shortage of opportunities yeah. <laughs> to be able to do that on a daily basis Gotcha. Nice, nice. No, that, yeah, that's really, yeah, it's, it's cool just seeing and following your progress um, on social media um, and obviously our conversations on, um, on a very regular cadence. So it's amazing seeing the stuff um, that you're working on in the public face and the impact that it has on, on satisfaction, on customer experience, etc. So that's awesome to see. Um, I guess I think now is a good time um, for like a pause here. So I, I think I did preface it before the conversation before we got online but i so i like to take a pause um in a conversation here for maybe you know 30 seconds a minute whatever feels natural and just kind of reflect on what we've talked about so far um just think about um anything you can if there's a plane flying by i'm sure you'll identify <laughs> it <laughs> um but we can just take that uh quick minute to to regroup and then coming out of it uh i really believe that sometimes you can, in addition to the answers that people give, you can really get into the way that people think, not just only in the answers that they give, but in the questions that they ask. And so coming out of the little break, um, uh, I'll provide you the opportunity to ask me a question and then we can continue the conversation from there. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome.
cool. I'll, is there any question that you want to ask me? <laughs> yeah, I can think yeah. of a <laughs> But I guess I'll sort of start with, it's been really impressive to see the growth that you've had. I've known you since we were virtual business partners in <laughs> high school. Yeah. In sort of a case study competition. And it's been really great to watch your professional growth. And I feel like, especially over the last year, where you've had more of a focus on content creation, where, no offense, but previously I never thought you were someone who would overly share content yeah, or... I didn't think either. Share content. <laughs> so it's, as someone, I've known you for a long time, but it, I found it really interesting to get your insights and perspectives on things. So I guess what caused that change for you to want to start creating more content and adding more value through your content? So... I think for that, I really, so I guess one, so one of the things for that is I wanted to, so one of the reasons is I wanted to look back on my life, let's say in, you know, in 10 years, in 20 years, 30, 40, 50, et cetera years, and look back on how I was thinking at certain points in my life, like what I was doing, who were my friends, how did they come into my life? You know, what was my personal life, professional life, etc. Emotional, mental, spiritual, all of that, all those perspectives, right? When we talk about growth, it's easy to see from, you know, point A to point B, right? But that path may be not linear, right? And so, you know, I mean, an example of this is, you know, Let's say there's a small small baby that you only see at you know five months old, and then you you know go away, and then you revisit in a couple of years. Obviously, you see the actual growth from you know five years to two and a half years, right? But then, but if you're in the day to day, you don't necessarily see that, um, you know that growth every day, right? Like five months to five months one day, and then to six seven months, right? When you're in the actual process, you may not be able to take that step back. Um, since you, we are, you know, so um, focused and uh, multitasking and doing all these things, right? And so I wanted to provide the content. One of one of the reasons is I wanted to look back on my life, right, and see how I was approaching things, and just and instead of you know, like the, there's a phrase of um, what is it, overnight sensation in like 30 years or whatever, right? It's like it's the progress and the process that's really important in my eyes. And so I wanted to show that process of like, what am I thinking about on a daily basis? So, you know, some of the content is more surface level with like the vlogs, let's say, right? And in the blog, I want to go deep. Like that's probably my deepest thoughts, ideas, concepts, creation, you know, if you will. And so, you know, it's, and then I wanted to share that process with other people so that people can understand that it's not you know, everyone sees, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs at the point that they became famous and successful, quote unquote, right? But they don't necessarily see the work and the mentality that it took to get there. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to, um, you know, sh share content. And now it's just become part of who I am and like second nature. And so like what you were saying with like working out as being part of your identity. Now I'm just, I, I'm a content creator good one or not that's the separate issue <laughs> but you know I am a content creator and so I guess that's how I kind of view now and why I have shifted to that mindset in the last year or so 
Um, I guess on that note, I guess I know you're obviously a lot into content as well. Um, is there almost a similar question to you then? Uh, what's kind of started your content journey? And obviously planes are one of the biggest thing, but if you can talk about you know, any other types of content that you're creating or in the future plans as well. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear your response about showcasing like where you were at that moment in time. Because even though on through my Instagram, through my travel and airplane photos, cooking photos and city photos, yeah, I don't necessarily focus on like professional development, but I it's it was a really uh, similar motivation to basically have a diary that I can look back on like over the years to be like, oh, I was here at this point in time. And it's something that causes me every time like I get a memory pop up, you know this all too well, I will forward it on to yeah. you <laughs> to be like, oh, we were in Germany five years ago today yeah. <laughs> or something like that. And it's something that actually makes me a lot more thankful where day to day I can be in the weeds complaining about something, but then like a memory will pop up and it'll be like, oh, five years ago you were flying all around the world doing this, this and this. Yeah. And then I'm like, I take a step back and think, oh, I've had some really cool experiences and it makes me a little bit more grateful for that. Because growing up, I was never someone who traveled internationally or traveled more than once a year just to go visit family. Yeah. So looking back through a lot of my photos, memories and like Snapchats has shown me the growth of like a lot of my friendships, a lot of travels and places that I visited. And for me, travel is how I like to experience a lot of personal growth, changing mindsets on stuff. As someone, like, prior to a lot of my international travel, looking back, I could consider myself pretty narrow-minded. And I feel like through a lot of trips and experiences, experiencing different cultures other than what I'm used to, yeah. it's definitely provided another means to help me get out of my comfort zone. Gotcha. But yeah, no, that's... And I think a lot of people, like, look for that, let's say, in, in college years. It's, like, the study abroad program, obviously, is a classic example of that. Um, it, are there, so like what types of things in your travels across the world have you seen that have opened your eyes or seen different experiences that have shaped who you are and how you think now? Yeah, I think it can be a lot of different things depending on where I go. Like if I go to like a city with a better public transit system, mm. it's really interesting to see how cities are built and prioritize different elements of work-life balance as a result of something like that mm. like even something as simple as the weird thing I like to do in every city I go to internationally is go to a grocery store okay and it's really fun to just like go to the grocery store look at different products that they have find weird things where I'm like this is something I can't get in the states let me get multiple of these send one to size send <laughs> one to myself yeah and try out new experiences and I've gotten like lots of new favorite like candies from all over the oh, world yeah. for things I normally wouldn't have been able to try. And it's kind of and gotten to see my favorite thing is just people watching, like seeing mm. how people dress, how people act, looking at like different dynamics of relationships between like the workers, families coming in, people walking around the store. Yeah. And it's a really cool insight into different cultures that lets you see just how different people live and how different societies prioritize other things. Okay. Any favorite places that you visited for for any reason? Yeah, there's a handful. One of my favorite places to go to is Germany just because a lot of the architecture you can get 
like almost any type of architecture from like historical castles to like very modern skyscrapers uh-huh. in Germany, as well as just a lot of the experiences that you can have there. Really cool cities, lots of things to do. But I particularly enjoy Germany whenever I can go with one of my best friends who <laughs> I can force to be a translator yeah. for me and yeah. navigate yeah. The, that best friend aside for all yeah. those wondering. And well, then, my German skills are deteriorating, so I need to keep up on that. Yep. And then Germany is actually one of my favorite places because it was my very first international trip. Uh-huh. And it was like back before I had a cell phone with international data. And the first time I went there... I got very lost, didn't know how to do anything, like completely screwed up navigation yeah. <laughs> I was sitting around the city. And so now it's every time I go there and I'm like a pro at navigating the city, we're like on our last trip there to get to like Frankfurt City Center. I didn't need any help. I could just walk straight off the plane, go through immigration, yeah. go get like our veggie burger at McDonald's, mm. <laughs> <laughs> go get very ice true. cream and yeah. do that. So that's definitely something where I can take insights from different cities and every time I go there I kind of look at myself and how I've grown. Fiji which is my family's cultural home is another one where Mm. I heard a lot of stories about Fiji growing up never had the opportunity to visit just because of the cost and time it takes to get there yeah and I've been able to visit a couple times and it's kind of like stepping back in time the island essentially looks like what I would have imagined it looking like 20 or 30 years ago oh really and so it's very interesting to just see that perspective and get insight into like how my family grew up in Fiji and get that yeah. experience okay yeah because I guess could you expand upon that is it more I guess you said they're more 20 30 years yeah back I guess yeah I guess will. it's the infrastructure isn't really as modern as what you'd expect in certain and like other cities they do have some touristy areas with like resorts that of course are a lot nicer but an example is I went to my mom's old village in Fiji that she grew up in. Yeah. And, like, when I took a lot of photos around the town, like, in terms of, like, the buildings, the cars, the stores, and all the stuff that were there. Yeah. And showed photos to my family. They were like, oh, it's the same stuff that was all there back when we lived there, and nothing's really changed. Right. And so they did update, like, some of the roads and stuff, but it was kind of cool to step back in time and see, like, the craziest thing is the big thing in like that village was there was a store that sold hot bread and (laughs) all the people in town would like line up to go get hot bread for like 50 cents and i was like i didn't know what this was (laughs) i saw a lot of people lining up and i thought it would be like a bun or something and i was hungry so i went and got it and then i just ordered the bread from the lady at the cash register and she literally hands me an entire loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, so you just ate an entire loaf of bread. <laughs> I like, ate a slice. It was decent. Okay. And then I just like handed it off to someone. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> Man, that's funny. Any, uh, uh, any hacks or tips since you are... Well, so I guess before we go there, how much for the audience to get a sense of how much you have traveled? I'm... I'm assuming you know your mileage number, your lifetime airplane <laughs> mileage number um, of how many miles you've traveled. Yeah, uh, 500 plus flights to 26 plus countries on over 800,000 miles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 800,000, geez. Yeah, how many of those miles were with you? I know, but not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's crazy. So I guess with that scope in mind, what have you kind of learned about or is like travel in terms of anything that helps you prepare for travel or things that help you like set a plan for when you are exploring different places 
any you know hacks and tips yeah i guess for travel tips just always it's a combination it'll sound very hypocritical <laughs> but always be prepared and then don't be over prepared <laughs> where it's like just have an understanding of what you want to do when you get somewhere understand like where you need to go where you need to be but then don't have a rigid schedule because like i feel like in all of our trips my favorite adventures have been like the random like oh no something's going wrong moments oh. like my i still think one of my favorite examples was when we were in germany and like the train broke down in some random oh yeah like small town yeah. and we walked around and it was an experience like i never would have gotten i don't think i can find that town ever again on a map yeah but it was a really cool experience to see that town see how like people lived within that town and it was a town where not a lot of people spoke English, so Sai was a very great translator. Yeah. <laughs> or other things like getting a train ticket in Switzerland. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then not. Or going to Hawaii and climbing a set of stairs. Or doing a hike that I never thought I would have been able to do to the waterfall in Kauai. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those <laughs> are cool. shoes that I was not prepared for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are all cool experiences that... Um, you know, I, that I've been able to share with you when we have traveled together. Um, I guess, what do you look for in a, a, I guess, a travel partner or a companion or buddy or whatnot? It, you know, I'm excluding myself from this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do my whole deep dive analysis into astrological science. Yes, please. <laughs> we have time. <laughs> what I look for in that. But the main things I look for are someone who's just, very go with the flow doesn't need to stick to a rigid schedule just because through a lot of standby travel you don't know where you're going you don't know what you're doing yeah so someone who's capable of just adapting to a really changing environment and then someone who can both be independent and someone who is fun to just be with throughout the day too because it's hard to find that combination of person who like you can spend an entire week with them without ever escaping and then not getting tired of them yeah for sure <laughs> What uh, um, so what's what's next on your travel, I guess plans? Yeah, I think now that Europe is reopening a little bit, I'm still monitoring it. I yeah. want to make an adventure out to Europe just because it's been a couple years out there and spending a couple days out there, just going to new destinations, new places that I haven't visited before, like Spain and a couple of the islands around Greece are pretty high on my list, and so I'm hoping to be able to make it out there sometime soon. Once more countries start opening up, I really want to go and explore Fiji a little bit more beyond the main islands. Yeah. Because Fiji is made up of about 300 islands, and I want to go and explore more of, like, the more remote islands and see more local culture, as well as more of Asia, because I've only ever been to Japan a couple times, but I want to get more inland Asia and India and see all yeah. the stuff out there. Any, any particular things you want to see or the reasons why you want to go out to those specific places? Yeah, I think for myself, just looking at places that are very culturally different from things that I'm used to, mm -hmm. just to expose myself to more cultures and see if that can unlock more insights, open more mindsets, and then just gain new experiences. Because for me, like when I travel, I don't like buying a lot of stuff. Funnily enough, I buy more stuff for my friends than I ever buy for myself. Uh, yeah, I can attest to that. <laughs> Whenever I'm out there traveling. For me, it's all about the experiences of doing something like just randomly running into someone and making like a new best friend all the way around the world. Yeah. Is pretty fun. For sure. Obviously, travel is has been a big part of your life, at least um, 
directly very you know recently in the you know since you started working and interning at United and then has shaped you into who you are today with those all those experiences from around the world that you're able to um, have and so what other experiences or uh, I guess time and energy investments have you are you placing into other things that that you've seen has also had a pretty big ROI um, on and how you think on just your life in general yeah crazily enough one of the biggest things that I think influenced myself was doing improv comedy okay in Chicago so I took an improv class at Chicago's Second City Theater which is where like Steve Carell Tina Fey and a handful of folks came from back in the day just <laughs> there's a lot of people coming yep. from there yeah yeah so it was something that was very Chicago and I originally did it just to check a box of being in Chicago because if you go on like a dating profile in Chicago everyone says what they've done it and I'm like <laughs> I felt like I needed to go check that box yeah but then what ended up happening was when I joined my first class I found a really great group of people within the class and it was something I continued with and I think even though I don't see myself doing comedy professionally I still enjoy doing it for fun but the way I viewed it was it gave me a lot of skill sets to interact with people that I don't normally interact with. And it's something that I thought was just absolutely terrifying because with improv comedy, you don't have a script. You just get up there, ask for a suggestion, and then you basically have to make like a 30 minute scene out of whatever was suggested through one, a couple words. And it taught me to learn to work with people a little bit better and be more confident in myself, which when I was going through the process of coming out, when I came out, it actually coincided with me completing improv. Okay. For that, because I think it gave me a lot of confidence to be able to work with a lot of folks and be able to put myself out there a little bit more. And it was a really great experience. And then I followed that up with stand-up, which gave me a kind of different experience. Improv teaches you how to work a little bit better with teams towards a common goal without much direction. Stand-up is all about project planning. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> you basically, you're it. You have to do your own thing. You have to create your own set. You have to memorize your own material. And whether or not it is successful or flops is all completely dependent on yourself. And so that was an entirely different skill set where that I view for, from the very exciting project manager oh, yeah. <laughs> lens that I'm sure everyone views stand-up comedy through. Of course. But it was a very... It was really interesting to get both of those skill sets, and I think even though those aren't things that are traditionally thought of as something someone would do to better themselves, it was two things that I thought really helped me a lot. Yeah. What other things are on your list of things that you want to get into? Um, so I guess improv check, um, you know, stand-up check, right? What's you know, authoring check? You know, what's yeah. what's next? This is one I'm still working towards, but I think it would be fun to be like a fitness instructor. <laughs> oh yeah. I have not found which one I w wanted to. Yeah. I really like cycling. I really like yoga, but I'm not good enough at either yet to be educating other people about it. Uh huh. But those are things that I think might be a good longer term goal to just do something on the side when it comes to fitness. Still have a lot of room for improvement on myself before I can start teaching others. But I think that's something that I eventually want to be able to do. Yeah. So as you're like kind of to borrow like Jesse Itzler phrase of, as you're like building your life resume, um, for you maybe in let's say 10, 20 years from now, we're looking back at the end of your life. What does success look like for you? 
Yeah, for me, it's ultimately about being my most authentic self every day because that's something that I struggled with growing up initially. Yeah. And just being proud of my authentic self while never being content with where I am. Mm. Just continuing to drive forward and appreciating where I am. Gotcha. No, it's, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, um, we've touched a lot of different topics, but is there anything that, that we haven't talked about that's on your mind that you want to share? I'll just kind of open the floor up to you if there's any last things yeah, like that. Yeah, I guess just a couple rapid fire questions. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> window or aisle? Uh, window, yes. Uh, 737 or 8320 for my ab geeks in the audience. Uh, definitely 737. Nine, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spicy potato soft taco or bean burrito? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I'll go with spicy potato soft taco because of the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is the correct answer yes. and that's all that I can think of. Awesome. Well, it was great having this conversation with you, Jaspreet. Again, I'm truly grateful that I'm able to spend some time out here in Chicago with you to celebrate a week early your birthday and meet all your friends that, like you said, have become part of your friend group and helped you become who you are today. So I really love interacting with them and, and seeing all the, the, the vitality and the energy uh, of all of them, as well as how you've grown in the last um, you know, since 10, 11 years since I've known you. So again, appreciate the time today. And uh, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. For sure.